0: Welcome to the teaser episode of the Pedro and Hannibal podcast. Now, this is a special teaser because it's not the official show, right, Pedro? Correct. My, by the way, my name is Hannibal. and <laughs> My name is Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hanging out with my boy, Pedro. And our official start isn't until the 8th. But we thought it'd be a great idea to just have a little bit of a taste of what exactly we're going to do every week on this show where we're going to kind of just go on a deep dive of hip hop culture and how it just affects you know all of our lives and it's it's yeah. going to be that unique space so we decided to give all the early listeners and we appreciate every single one of you who decided to jump on early with yeah. us just to yeah. get a little taste of what's to come um, I'm extremely excited what about you Pedro?
1: Man I've been waiting for this all day man I've been waiting to break down what we're about to talk about all day I've been listening to this album a lot this last, I guess, nine, eight days came out last Friday. So I'm ready, man. I'm ready.
0: Yes. And what are we going to be talking about in the theme? I mean, I'm sure if you already been checking us out and you love hip hop, you already have at least checked out at least a little bit of the new Kendrick Lamar album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. His last entry in the current, I guess, deal that he has with uh, TDE, Top Dog Entertainment, and this has been something that was going, to, that was happening for a while now, and everyone went have thought, like, what kind of album this is going to be, and that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. It's going to be, we're not breaking down rhyme schemes now. If you already know, he's better than most rappers, ninety-five percent of rappers out there, Yo, like, yeah, for right. Sure. Like this is not about the rhyme yeah. schemes and anything, but. We can compare it to the the last albums he had, the last four, was it four at this at this point? And I want you to, you know, if you know, Pedro, if you already have in your head, in this eye hierarchy, like you know, Damn, mm-hmm. you know, the people butterfly, mm-hmm. even Section 80, um Good Kid Mad City. Yes. What where would you put it? This ranking oh, system we'll do it to the very oh. end. We'll do that at the very end though. Okay, yeah, okay, cool. But cool. oh, we're gonna talk about this album and the theme to me, and I think we talked about this before, you know, the generational trauma that you know Kendrick has gone through. And I feel like this album is like therapy for him. It's a very deep personal album. And I think, you know, all the other albums he had, it's always been kind of personal, but this one is like very, very therapeutic for him. Yeah. I think for people who listen, yeah, that he expressing some really um deep issues that he went through we all kind of go through
1: no i agree man 100 i i feel like his prior albums he he gave us some of that right he's always been real introspective you can tell he's a deep thinker whatever that means to anybody or him but he's always he always gave us glimpses glimpses into his childhood and sharing some certain things and i feel like for me at least i look at it like he knew he had some trauma he knew he had maybe a rough upbringing. He's been through a lot. His family's been through a lot generationally, right? Didn't just start with him as maybe his parents and his parents, parents, right. And his parents, parents, parents. And now he's to the point with this album. It's like, okay. He like really, like he had some light bulb moments. He realized that things happened around him within the hip hop community, whether it was Nipsey Hussle or other people, he sees how Kanye West has been acting. You know, he sees what Will Smith just did. And it's like, you know what? Like, I feel like this whole album is just him walking into a therapy session, sitting on a couch and going. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's moments within this whole album where he's like sitting on a couch and he's just sharing and spilling his guts and he's forgiving people. He's, you know, realizing some things, you know, and he's challenging the community of men out there to what's your story. Have you thought about it? Have you forgiven? Have you not forgiven? Have you, you know, do you understand why your parents did this? Why your aunt might've, did this while your uncle did or didn't do this. And I feel like it's a whole therapy session for him that, you know, he's talking that whole song with his, his girl, uh, you know, that was so different, you know? Yeah. So it just, and that, that to me even feels like a therapy session. I've, I've actually done therapy with my ex-wife. Okay. Years ago. And mm. we've had a similar conversation with a therapist sitting across <laughs> from us. So it just feels like a whole therapeutic album for me. That That's how I view it. And, you know, It'll be interesting to see what other people thought about it because I haven't read any other blogs or seen anything. I went into this completely empty, so I don't know what people are talking about the album really. Besides, that it's just good, so
0: yeah. I, 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 when the album first came out, everyone was blown away by it. I think it's generally, I think everyone is high marks. I'm sure it's gonna definitely be like a Grammy nominated, at least Grammy nominated. He may win it. If he doesn't he get a nomination,
1: dropped. something's
0: wrong. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't dropped in how many years? Five years? I forgot. I think it's the... been something like that. Four. Yeah, so four this was like how anticipated. I don't think he, I think there may be some surprises. Some they may have thought that this could have been more, had more radio hit kind of performances. But let's be honest, these last two years hasn't been the most happiest of moments for all of us right it's yeah. been yeah. yeah he has some some pockets of good stuff but I'm sure when you're by yourself as if I'm right now like I got you know I'm kind of in a quarantine situation right now like yeah I, it's a lot of time to think because <laughs> you you can't really do too much so I think he definitely <laughs> sat there and thought about a lot of stuff um but before I even go into the album I I I want to talk about like my four favorite rappers right and I got a lot of rap a lot of favorites but i like the way they carry themselves in and out of the public eye and the four that i talk that i like to talk about is kendrick j cole nas and jay-z mm. you they don't you don't notice that they goof off on the public and or post stupid stuff or seem to be immature they 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 have families you know kendrick has two kids i think j cole has this a father Obviously Nas and you know, Nas and Jay-Z, yeah. I'm sure younger. They had a, they, they obviously went through some stuff, well, but yeah. at least a bit older now, they are like, you know, businessmen, investors. They, you know, they're they're not necessarily they they they're adults. They grown, well, they mature. It sounds like a mean, good yeah, go ahead.
1: Those guys have been in his game for a long time too. Nas been doing it since he's like 17 or something, right? Yeah. So I mean, Jay-Z kind of came out a little later, but like. You know, but these, those guys have been new, so I think they've seen the whole circle of like. All right, now I'm going to talk about women and this and that and money and drugs, but then now I'm mm-hmm. going to talk about the art I have in my gallery and my mansion. Like, they're a whole. It's a whole nother yeah. level with some of
0: those guys. They had to grow up because yeah, they've. I mean, they they were doing some both of them, especially feuding with each other. Yeah, yeah it definitely could have went crazy, but I like the how they carry themselves now. And and Jay Cole and Kendrick are not old, but. No. you can tell they they really understand what's important in life. Like that, that's where, and I think that's where it comes right into this album. Yeah, and let's just jump into it. Um, you know, with the first line of you know, united with grief. You know, I've been going through something. Yeah, you know, like it tells you right line. there. Yeah, he tells you that right there, that you know he has had therapy, and Absolutely. I am really <laughs> happy. Yeah, I'm really happy that people are the stigma the stigmatizing effect is kind of getting pulled back like no if you need help you go get professional help yeah um sometimes your friends and family don't have the skills to help in that in that realm they they, sometimes they can hurt sometimes they
1: can they can hurt because sometimes your friends and family will tell you what you want to hear versus what you need to hear or your friends and family might be the ones that gave you some of the trauma right? And they don't yeah. know how to, they, you know, if that's the case, they're not going to be able to help you. So, yeah, you, you have to, within communities, you know, within, especially minority communities, uh, Hispanic community, Black communities, it, therapy is looked upon as, it's like shameful to do it. It's looked upon as a weakness. You're soft, right? If you go to, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's at least from my side, that's what I hear, right? But when you get it, it's you know when you allow yourself to be vulnerable like i think he is in this album and how he has been at least he's tried to been maybe in his life right yeah when you're like that uh, greatness great things can happen but it, you have to go through some pain and then you have to go through some pain in therapy because it's hard things you're dealing with and emotions and trauma and then maybe you can come out of that with some kind of understanding of yourself and forgive yourself a little bit and you know like you learn in your generational things you know because a lot of people that have certain issues, there's a lot of shame attached with it. But that shame, yeah. you have to sometimes try to let go. And I think he's working through some of that within his this album. Is how I see it.
0: Yeah, and you know, let's. I mean, I'm thinking about the idea of what is generational trauma, and or I guess I looked it up. It's it's basically a cycle of something going on. You say abuse obviously things are going in and it kind of goes throughout the cycle of a family. So, you know, unfortunately there's situations where domestic um, violence could be a generational thing where uh, even after, you know, uh, uh, you've seen your parents go through physical fights. Then as an adult, you are physically fighting with your significant other. And it's because you probably, you know, that, that person haven't hasn't seen how a healthy relationship is supposed to even look like. Yeah. So you think that's the way it should work? Yeah. Oh, that's the, that's the way someone demonstrates love. Like even with the song "We Cry Together," where if you've only seen your parents argue and fight, but then they, they get back together because they love each other, and then you becomes normalized. It becomes, think, normalized. Oh, it becomes that, normalized. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where that very raw <laughs> aggressive but lyrically they it just it's a really good song so like when, it comes together. is
1: that your uh because when you told me that that was like your you've listened to that song i think you said you listened to that one and the first one 10 times right
0: yeah so i was going, going back and, and forth
1: those were the two songs i didn't i i, I enjoyed for, but I, those were not the ones i listened to that much because that mm. The the is it the we cry together? Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I listened to it. and I listened to it more since, but when I first, I didn't know what to think of it at first because it it felt like an interlude kind of song. It didn't, you know, it's not like a song song. It's not a traditional hip hop song, which is no, it's not. That's probably it. the
0: first reason why I was into it. Yeah, it was yeah and I, I
1: I didn't gravitate toward as much because, and maybe that's even my own because I've had listen, Hannibal, I've had too many conversations like that that were almost identical. Plus minus a few words here and there, choice words, mm-hmm. right? But like for me, it was like a little hard to listen to. I was intrigued. I was like, what is this? Like, what what's what's he what's he trying to do here? And then as I listened to it a second, third time, I'm like, all right, I get it. And I got from that, they were both made really good points. in uh, within that good. within that dialogue, they're both yeah. making very good points. He's talking about he keeps doing you know, I held you up, and now you held me down, and this, you know, like, and and, and the, the things that that she was saying were so with so much passion. I can feel like she was quivering in the song, like almost crying, like so angry, right? Yeah. So mad. And the things is oh, the things a woman can say to a man. I've heard those same things. Oh, with, they, they it's yeah, always they got about belittling, it. talking about penis size, and I should have your cousin, this and that, and you you ain't you ain't nothing like. It was like, so I, it just hit me a little bit. Cause I've heard that. So well, many, I was
0: going to ask you the reason why you probably didn't gravitate to that song. Is it, is it a little bit too uncomfortable? Maybe. Yes. Like, Hey, you know what? I don't feel. I'm trying to chill in my car. Like I was listening to it too, but yeah. you know, I to like to blast some music. Like I ain't blasting yeah. this. Cause it's a bit much.
1: It's not an easy, it's not an easy listen, right? You need to, it, it I think it's good. It's a good listen. I almost think it, that's a great, that's a song a, a couple that's having issues should deal, should listen to. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's some relatability. They could be like, wow, is that how we sound?
0: Perfect. Yeah, was gonna I, this, that was going to say.
1: Is that how we sound? Because in therapy, sometimes if you do couples therapy, they'll, they'll, they'll sometimes have you record your fights and then bring them in there. Like I've, I've, I've heard that. Mm-hmm. And then people can see and, and visually or or audio hear themselves and be like wow, that's bad. Yeah. When you're in the moment, you just go, you go, you're saying all kinds of crap. Some of it's true. Maybe most of it's just hurtful. But, and for me, I was like, listen, like that's not an easy listen, but I started listening to it more and realizing like that's coming from a place of like, like Kendrick made that on purpose. He's had that conversation. Definitely. Many, 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 many times. Right. And he's trying to get it out for himself, but maybe even help couples. And it's it's a real song. It, It doesn't get much realer than that. Like,
0: it yeah, because it's not healthy. I mean, that's no. the first thing I think most of us need to understand, especially in my community, the black community, we have too many of those conversations.
1: And then how it ends too.
0: And how it ends as well. Um, just walking down the street and seeing couples fight and argue in the middle of the street screaming at each other. Like we can't continue to have that kind of dialogue with each other if we don't like each other. Or not even don't like. You're having a problem. Walk away. I'm gonna take a break. I come back now. Even my situation, my wife does not want to walk away when we have an argument. She wants us to resolve the argument right there, mm-hmm. and I gotta be the one to say, "Hey, listen, let me take a break." Now we have a little easier to d- d- to deal with that. I mean, I've been with this woman. I'm 38. I was with her since I was 17. What? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Maybe that, maybe listen, weird ones.
1: I, that's 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 <laughs> that's uh, that. I, I have to bow down to that. That's impressive. Congratulations for that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I don't know how it happened either. <laughs> but, uh, where, so she, you know, she wants to figure. She wants to solve it now, and also she's like a, she was a big um, debater in high school. So it's the whole thing of That's we got to talk about this. And I came around to her because she understands. Or she probably knew this before I did. I really understood the idea is important to have. Difficult conversations. Not yelling though or screaming at each other, but have because diff- I don't I didn't want I don't like having difficult conversations. Yeah. Now I do. I can do all the time now. But before my 20s, I didn't want I like this. Let's pretend this didn't happen. You, you want to
1: brush <laughs> it under the rug. It's easier. It's easier, it's easier to easier. not think about it and to feel it. It's easier, right? But yeah. then you know
0: But nothing gets it, resolved though.
1: Nothing gets resolved. It and always comes back.
0: Da- yeah, it gets buried deep, and then it pops out of nowhere. So like those conversations are, are important. We need to have difficult conversations with our friends and family, especially yeah. our significant other. But you no, know and we,
1: even in that song, real quick, uh, yeah. before we go on, it ends with them having sex on the couch. Right. So yeah. nothing got resolved, though. No. Right? So he leaves it that way on purpose. And I feel like as the album goes along, you know, at the end, he's, you know, his girl and his kid are like, thanks. You know, thanks, daddy, for, you know, stopping the generation. You know, it's a progression. Like, eventually. They get to a place hopefully right but like in that moment it's more like i i hate you i'm gonna say this i hate you i'm gonna say that but we're still gonna have sex because that's what we do right Mm -hmm. so that's their normality and at some point if you don't fix it 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 can't last forever
0: no because they they're chasing that drug like because there's certain people out there who just enjoys those kinds of relationships yeah Heavy, heavy emotional adrenaline is there. Obviously, the sex is there. Sex is a drug. Yeah. And it's it's probably exhilarating. But at the end, when you finished, and then they the next day is going like nothing changed. And you're still they're still in a in a not in the best place. Yeah. And I think that's where I, you yeah, know, Kendra kind of illustrated that uh in a beautiful way. And yeah, like this album. The whole album. If we can go, even it doesn't matter what song we talk about. It, yeah, it's not is it for radio play? Like we cry together, we'll probably would not be on any kind of radio. Maybe it, radio. maybe
1: what? N ninety five. I think he's got a video and that's on YouTube. So yeah. maybe that hits radio, but it's not gonna be in heavy rotation. This isn't gonna be number one on on the pop charts. Like it's not gonna be that. No. Um definitely not gonna be that.
0: Yeah. Uh, and let's see what well, like we can look at any other songs that you know if you could throw out I'll, songs I'll share out. It, a few it, 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 that yeah. I really
1: enjoyed. Uh, yeah. I'll share a few that I enjoyed. Um I mean N ninety-five is 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 a good one. I for, for some reason, when I first started um listening to this album, the song that got to me was Worldwide Steppers. And I don't know necessarily why in mm-hmm. the beginning, um, but as as I started like listening to it a little bit more and looking at the lyrics, like he's some of it just kind of it got me a little bit, you know. Okay, um, tell me about he's, talk, he's talking about, you know, he's talking about like he thinks he has a problem. He's talking, he has a moment in the song. He's talking to Whitney. I think I have a problem. I might be racist or I might be a womanizer. I'm this, I'm having sex with white women. The first time I did it was this. And he remembers the first time he had sex with a white woman. He was 16. And that was like a significant moment for him, right? Yeah. And it felt like shame or bad, but then there's moments in the song I feel like he thinks he's proud because he found out the girl's dad was a cop or something and he was like paying back <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. right? Like, there's a lot of like this internal battle in that song. He's like, wants to have sex with a white woman but then like he doesn't because she's white. Like, there's a lot, there's a lot of layers there for it's me, like, right?
0: Yeah. You
1: know? And then he, the second time was like, he was on tour on, you know, somewhere else and he did it and it's just like he talks about his like a like this addiction he has to even throw in that song and throughout the album with like women and he's sexting them and texting them. He cheats out. He clearly has cheated on his girl right. multiple, and multiple times. He, he, he talks about that. Right. And like, I can relate to some of that. So like when I hear some of the things that he says, it's like, man, like it, it's hard to hear, you know, uncomfortable. Because I, 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 it's uncomfortable and you know, you need to hear it, but sometimes you're not ready to hear it. So the first time I heard some of these songs, I'm like, wow, that kind of hit me. I got to listen to that again and see why it hit me that way. And like, he's just so raw with it. And he's, he's laying so much of himself out there. You know, it's kind of refreshing. It's hard to hear sometimes, but it's refreshing because it's, it makes you think a little bit. It's not surface level. Like a lot of this hip hop that we got going on, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Everybody likes certain things. You bump it in your car, you're at a club. There's a vibe, There's songs for different vibes. But like, definitely for me, this is an album like, all right, for a little bit more mature crowd, maybe, or somebody younger that's going through things, that's looking for some help, that doesn't want to get to a bad spot. But this is how I'm going to sit down and maybe sip a little cognac, have my favorite beer and like listen a little bit and think right. a little bit, you know. And So I like that one. Uh, father Time is a song that hit me a little bit because he's talking about his relationship with his father, obviously. Oh, we
0: could definitely we could deep dive yeah, into that yeah, one. Crazy. I think yeah.
1: Crown. Crown's really good. Anti-Diaries, I thought. He really stepped out on a limb on that one a little bit and was talking a lot about things that are even going on now with, you know, uh, transgenders, gays, and like, you know, he's, and things within the hip hop community, words that have been loosely used just even five, 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago and hip hop yeah. now they would never say those words. They'd be canceled. So I feel like he was challenging that a little bit. Like those are just some that kind of stick out to me. Mr. Morale, I think the, mo- the mother song. I mean, mm. i listen to that song more than any, um, those are a few that I really enjoyed, but
0: yeah, yeah um, but just going back to uh the worldwide steppers, yeah. I yeah, the more you're talking about, the more I'm trying to remember, that was like a confessional, like he's yeah. confessing a lot of stuff, and then also yes. in, in there, he's talking about how he had writer's block for two years and it's kind of the same thing with the first album like he, he's in therapy, he has writer's block so it's like maybe there's a lot of reasons of why he didn't come out with tons of songs as we all assume all rappers will do that yeah. he was in a, a dark place and I think yeah, Worldwide Steppers you, you could tell he just, there's a lot going on with, 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 with what was going on in his mind and if you want to jump into Father Time Oh, man. Very, very. I think that's another one we can talk about because, you know, we yeah. both are fathers. Yeah. And this is another theme in, in the culture, especially Black culture, like, obviously, know, probably see same in your culture, where, you know, as a father, you want to raise your kids to be tough because the world is tough. There's a lot of stuff happening. There's, you know, you may have to deal with racial stuff. You got to deal with, you know, dealing with com- competition and just life in general. And, you try hard to make them tough, but you 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 make it. You basically making a bad. You you you're pushing them into the to weakness mm-hmm. when you say don't express yourself, stop being weak, stop being a girl. And it's not just fathers. I've seen women tell little boys, stop crying. You act like a girl. Yeah, shaming yeah. them in front of people, public shaming, screaming at them to a point when they're twenty years old and you bump into them, they're freaking the hell out at you.
1: Yeah, and they think they need to react in a physical way. In a physical react, way. To express what's going on with them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Where, I, and I see this all the time when I step outside. Men quick to yell and scream and yep. basically act feminine in that aspect of like, why are you flipping, like, yo, what's going on? Yeah. But, if you only been raised around women, where you know, the father's been gone, Those type of, you know, like, and I'm, I'm, yes, I'm a little bit of a traditionalist. I think it's important to have your mom and father, and not just mom and, okay, male You need two parents in that.
1: Well, no, clearly the statistics are going to tell you that that if a child is raised with two parents, two two parents in a home, their 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 measure of success is like tenfold, right? But if they have parents, even if they're split up, it's less. But if they're both still active, it's still you know better. But if you if you got one one parent. It, it's hard whether it's man or woman, but especially if it's a, a mom and a young man, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard because you don't, you're not getting that connection, that guidance from a male role model that's your father. Yeah. It's definitely just really tough, you know, it, 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 it's hard. And, and you know, numbers will say that. And I think that song is, you know, we all have our relationships with our dads and we have the things that we wish were better. We have the things I think we might cherish certain moments, but like as men or well, I'll speak for myself as, as a man, I'm always looking for my dad's approval. I'm always looking if, for him to, you know, like think I did something right. Like even to this day, you know, um, because that's my dad, you know, I want, I want to, I want to show him that I am a, trying to become a good man, that I am a good man, that he's taught me something. Cause I feel like I owed that to him, you know, right. I think yeah. as young man and boys, we're always looking for that for, from our fathers. you know,
0: and it's, you know, it's, I would say it's easier all right. Some people may say it's harder to raise kids now because of all that is going on. I would say it's harder back then because the reason why I think, and I'm not you know, blowing smoke up my own ass, but I feel like I'm a better father because I can actually look up something. I can go on the internet and mm. look up something about dynamics with the child or what should I do about this or how do I handle stress? youtube YouTube. i learned something we both have yeah. learned so much from youtube i mean we're content yeah. creators we learn so much where back then yeah you know dude had to go to the library <laughs> and <laughs> read the books point. and all that like it's it's easier for, in my opinion so there's so many aspects of being parents that i think as we get older it's really important to forgive even when you know unless something they did something super malicious or you know something yeah bad. you know if they didn't they were made they had the most patience with you you don't know what they've been through and then as you get older you may see that they've been through some stuff yeah and you may behave in a way where you're like okay that wasn't healthy what can i do about that yeah i may have seen my parents may do something like that but how can i do better for yeah. my kid and yeah. that's why I think with Kendrick is again just dumping all of his emotions out there. It's like, hey, my father told me don't cry, don't do this, don't do that.
1: Take the gloves off. He references take take the gloves off. Like, yeah, and he thanks him for that though. Yeah, in the song. He thanks him that his dad was like that in the weird. Yeah. Way, right? Like,
0: yeah. yeah, right. Like, yeah, right. Like, cause there's sometimes we, you know, like you try to take a little bit of everything, right? Like, yeah, some of the things like maybe I should have been more open to emotional like expressing myself emotionally like probably but to survive where yeah. he came from yeah i needed to have that
1: yeah and, and that's the thing made I think, it. you know some some kids you, you know growing up in a rough neighborhood where you're it's, it's poverty you know might not eat for a day or two you know you're seeing a lot of violence you're seeing drugs your your uncle's coming in he's you know got a gun in his hand it becomes normal right it's just like normal everyday life you got the the pimps and the drug dealers on the streets, you got the women, you know, like, but then you got somebody in in the suburbs, maybe they don't see that as much. Right. So their perspective is different, how they're raised is different. What their being tough looks like could be different from what Kendrick thought was tough. Right. And, you know, I think it's interesting though, because like sometimes you can have a parent that can be really, really tough. Right. Rub dirt on it. You're a man. Don't do this. Don't cry. You know, you got to act this way, you know, Oh, he punched you. You know, a kid, a kid uh, did uh, disrespect you at school. You got to go kick his ass the next day. Like, yeah, that's what a man would do. You don't let nobody punk you. You ain't no punk, right. right? Don't be a punk, right? And you, you hear that, and then you make, you know, you might do, you might react in whatever way, right? But sometimes, if you have a parent like that, it doesn't do you any good while you're a kid. But sometimes, as you become a man, if if you've learned some things. That you learn what not to do for if, when you have a son because you remember right, how it made you feel. So you learn what not you learn what not to do. And some people they 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 don't get that moment. They don't have that light bulb moment or whatever, and they just continue that because that's their normal. That's what they think is okay. Because they think, oh, I am a man. I'm good. I'm a man. I'm a man. So I'm going to treat my boy. I'm going to raise him just like my dad did. Because I'm a man. But are you really a man? Like, do well, you got yourself together? Like, you know, you have to really be. Li- therapy is uh, something that's helped me personally in my life. It still does. I, I definitely, for people that are ready for it, you have to be ready. You can't just do it to do it. You can't, somebody can't tell you, hey, you should maybe see somebody and talk.
0: Yeah, if you're Sometimes not ready, they get, They'll get angry and defensive because hey, exactly. they're not ready yet. Right. And they think, so again, you have to, matter. you
1: know, yeah. clearly he's done some of that. Clearly people like J. Cole, I'm sure he, you know, he's talked to somebody because the dude's smart, right? You can tell he's living his own version of his life, his truth, you know, like he doesn't, he's not, he can tell he doesn't need attention or somebody else's whatever to tell him that he's good. He's good. in what he does, you know, you can, you can see it with certain men. Yeah. Right. And that's, that, that song's, it's, it's a wild song. And I think in a lot of communities, like you said, in the beginning, they grow up without a strong father figure, right? Because you can have your dad around, but is he a strong father figure? Is he present? Is he not present? Yeah. Do you see him once a week? You know, it, there's a lot of different variables with having a dad,
0: you know. You know, it's funny you brought it brought that up in terms of smart people um, understanding they needed they need some kind of therapy. Like I don't know if you remember this, and I'm just jumping in a whole different topic, but just real yeah. quick, when uh, I don't think it was the last time Lakers won a championship, but it was the one where Ron Artest, but his is the name uh, Metta World Peace. piece, World Peace, yeah. Ah,
1: yeah.
0: When he won the championship. One of the things he thanked was his psychologist.
1: He right on this, right on the he, court, he
0: right said. at the court. He's like, I like, right the and that in that that dude came from you know, bad, I think, yeah, Brooklyn. I mean, bad. yeah, uh, Malice out of the Palace. I mean, we all seen. It. I mean, I've seen. I was saw that live. I was playing Xbox Live. And so I was <laughs> like, yo, yo, watch the Indiana Pacers. I mean, the Pistons game. Like, all right, and I'm like, oh, crazy. Crazy. It was I remember that
1: man. I remember it.
0: Kind of, I don't know. I can say it ruined his career a little bit. Where the money he was supposed to get, people just thought he was a thug.
1: Yeah, I think he lost a whole year of basketball. I think yeah. he got suspended for like a year or something. Yeah, yeah.
0: And the fact that he was able to go back, you know, go to LA, and you know, you know, Kobe took, you know, probably like, yo, Kobe, Kobe wanted
1: Kobe. him there, yeah. cause cause Artes played for the Rockets, and the Rockets and the Lakers were, you know. Rivals and and you know Kobe's like we, we I need Ron Artest I need a a, a tough dude I need a yes. defender no I, need, I no
0: one would mess with Ron Artest no uh, one so, nobody yeah. I and mean, I remember and,
1: when he did that yeah he thanked his therapist his psychotic I mean and he did it with so much joy I remember there was no yeah. shame in no admitting shame. he he was completely I feel like he was completely happy he reached the pinnacle of his professional career and, and he
0: helped he helped that he was vital. But, okay, he, he hit a big three, a in, that no, a really a
1: big three in that game yeah yeah so definitely. i mean that to me the ron artest from indiana would not if they would have won a championship he doesn't respond in that same way no because he wasn't you know he he he, wasn't he was probably a better
0: player yeah. obviously he was younger like right. that dude could right. ball like he yeah. he was able to score defend he was able to do yeah. a lot of stuff but he just wasn't there because and i don't know if you've seen his documentary um but he went been through some stuff, man. I haven't seen Impression, his depression, yeah, all that. So it, it gives us going back to the idea of, of the importance of therapy and, and our in the community, a lot of us we just fall in this prison mindset. Now, mm. if you know people who've been in prison, uh my wife, she worked at a correction officer for two years. You you just live in the hood. Everything is based on living in prison. Is not living in uh, outside, like in Riyadh, like because it's even more of a jungle fight. Like you have to be tough. Like you, if you are not, if they see you as weak, you will be taken oh, advantage of. Yeah. So you can't have a balanced of uh, view or perspective on things in prison. Oh, it's a different world. It's a different, it's
1: different world. world. It's a whole nother. It's a different world.
0: But the problem is, if you your culture is based on your father, uncle, brothers, cousins coming in and out of jail. Can they turn that off when they leave jail to leave prison to live a normal life, or as soon as they come out, you bump into them, they take a perceived threat or disrespect because that's one one word they love using in prison respect. Oh, oh, you gotta respect me. No, you gotta, that he disrespected me. No, you gotta respect me as a man. A lot of that's another thing too. Respect me as a man. That's that code, mm-hmm. but it's skewed. It's like. Do you have to always have to fight? Like, you know, there, there has to yeah. be some level of balance, and there's no balance in many of the you know low income neighborhoods out there. It's just this. It's all about. I don't care about nothing but respect. I'm like, yeah, but at the same time, like, well, do you care about this person enough that bumped into yeah. you?
1: Yeah is it, <laughs> is, it is it, it like? is it is it worth it? Is it, he owes me twenty dollars from last year? Is it worth? <laughs> is it really worth? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but that's what you know. I was born in Chicago, man. Like we, I was born in rough area, moved to St. Uh, New Jersey for one year, moved to St. Louis. Most of my life I've been in St. Louis, but during the summers I'd go to Chicago and my cousins were all bangers. Yeah. Okay. Gangster disciples. Right. And they were Puerto Rican. So that was weird. Cause you had the Latin Kings, but in the neighborhood they grew up in was all black. So you, there were GDs. Yeah. We go to, they would have these meetings, whatever. Uh, Cabrini greens project before it got shut down. Well, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I'm a 10, 11 year old kid in a van with 17, 18 year old, 20 year old men. And I'm like thinking this is the best thing ever. I'm thinking I'm cool. You know, I think I'm down. I mean, I had no idea what was going on, but you see a lot and you see a lot of men basically just trying to, you see men trying to, you see boys trying to be men, right? Acting, you know, but doing things because they ain't got no money because the families ain't got money. So they got to do this. They got to do that. Right, and you can't get punked on the street because then you're not going to be able to get the girls. You're not going to be able to get money. Like the punks don't get the girls. Like it's it's just this weird dynamic in in the inner cities of like the priority that is put on of being a certain way, right? And b- being a man of respect. And I gotta right. have this. I gotta have this kind of clothes. I gotta have the girls need to notice me. And then like it seems like at least in my neighborhoods that I would see. Those kind of guys, typically, by the time they got to the 30s and 40s, they're still doing the same stuff they were doing when they were 17. True. And yeah. the, the kids in the, the, the nerds or whatever, the not the cool kids, those are the ones that are usually successful later in life, right? Because yeah. they were they were focused on other things. They didn't care what people thought. They didn't care that they had the Air Jordans or the Jabot jeans. Like They could care less about that stuff, right? Yeah. And the ones that did care at a young age, you're in prison. They're probably dead or they're still in the hood doing the same shit. That they were doing when they were 17 years
0: old. It's unfortunate because sometimes some there's got, so many yeah, I got cousins
1: kids, that are still like that.
0: There's so many kids out there that never had a chance to even know what the right thing to do. Yeah. Sometimes it's by luck. I, I always I feel like life is such a it's a chaotic thing that made sometimes does not make sense. Because that that young kid that's out there, whether it's in, you know, in the hood in Chicago or he's in, you know, Brownsville in Brooklyn. You know how would they know what the right thing is if they're in an environment where there is no right way? Everything is this way that we all know. And and men, we men, we want a sense of community. If you if your parents, if your father's in jail, and your mom is working two jobs to support you, you out in the street. The street is basically your your father now. Like you. That's why the
1: gangs. That's why the gangs. You, You need you need some kind of brotherhood. You need family,
0: right? Yeah. And you may meet across some of these gang members who are exploiting people. are gonna exploit these young men to do the things they need to get done because they're sociopaths and they don't care about you, but they they need you to do A, B, and C. Yeah. Like, what's the difference between that and, the, and Iran a terrorist taking kid. young kids and hey yeah, take this, take this strap on, go over there and because you're gonna you go to, to heaven with 40 vert like. <laughs> all those type of things is it's it's funny how we, we cannot yeah. really separate ourselves between the like men and belonging because even like that you know that terrorist situation they're telling you hey listen you do this you're gonna be a hero yeah now mind you you're you're probably 17 18 years old you have no wife no kids no money no status but this older dude in his 40s or 50s that looked up to you and probably fed you and took care of you a little bit and say hey listen you'll be a hero if you do this. Yeah. Well, you know, like, yeah, you, you know, we could probably sit there. Hell no, I ain't doing that. That sounds stupid, but yeah, but, but, that but, kid.
1: but a kid, a, a kid being told that and believing that probably doesn't have a strong male role model in his life. Definitely. So he, so he is easily manipulated by somebody that appears to be a role model. Yeah. is not because they have a different agenda. Right. And, and that's, you know, Most people aren't going to be able to come out like Kendrick Lamar. They're not going to be able to come out and be a successful hip hop star that is, you know, thoughtful, makes mistakes, but he's human, tries to fix it because he has a son, a family. He doesn't want his son to go through the same things. You know, most people, you know, it's rare, unfortunately, within communities that you could come from that and and stop the generational curse. It's, it's, It's really rare and it's unfortunate. And I think now we're shifting, like you said earlier, like you talked about you're a little more traditional, right? But like now we're shifting towards this, like everybody cares about feelings and this and that. And, you know, know, some people don't like that, right? Because they're like, oh, we're getting too soft. America's too soft now. We care about feelings and this and everybody should be loved and happy and everybody should have a voice. Some people don't like that, right? Yeah. But then a lot of people do. It's it's tough because it's like where's the I don't, I don't sometimes I don't know what's better. And I think it just depends on your family and like, you know, what you what what's important to you because like you want to, you know, everybody should be heard, everybody should have feelings, everybody should be able to, you know, people use the word safe place and, you know, schools now are changing their curriculum to to make sure kids are feeling good about themselves and some people are like that's that's not right, right? And some people are like, no, we need that because kids need to be heard. And they, you know, it's just, it's, it, we're in this weird place, you know, we're eighties babies, right? We pretty much grew up in the eighties or nineties, you know, not everybody got ribbons. You know, if, if you know, if, if my basketball team didn't play well, we didn't get a ribbon. Now everybody gets a ribbon. So it's like, is there value in that? Yeah. Because a kid gets something that they, you know, maybe they're not good at basketball, but they got a ribbon. So it's like, okay, well I did go to practice every day. I'm trying my best. I want to show something. I want to, put something on my wall. Is that a, the wrong message to send? Well, I don't know. It's, you know, it's interesting because like not everybody can be Kendrick Lamar, you know, like some people need, not everybody's that tough minded to understand mm-hmm. their flaws, their history, think about it, get help. Right. Some people need to be coddled. Others need to be treated more rough. Like it, you know, the kid, yeah. that the, the kid that gets the bow for the basketball team that finished in uh, 29th place he might go on and do great things because he saw that kindness was given to him. If it doesn't get it right. Might say, Oh man, that sucked. I want to get it. That might push him to work harder. So next year he gets something. So it, it's tough, man. I don't know what the right answer is for that kind of stuff, but like, it's, I definitely uh, see we're shifting in this country with like this, like mindset of like, how do we parent? and Who does this? And what's right. What's too much. What's too strict. What's not strict enough. You know, uh, I, I, and I used I, to get, you know, we used to get a little, you know, switch. You get take the switch from the tree, boom, on the butt.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure that's still happening all over the place.
1: Well, yeah, but it, if I if I took if I took if I if if I took uh right now I took a switch from my tree and mm-hmm. my daughter and I spank around the butt and somebody's walking by, they might say something to me. And the, the, I awesome. might get I might get reported. In the eighties, yeah. eh, probably not.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and it depends on you know you are hitting the boy or hitting the girl it, it boys may be like oh he probably he probably deserved it or something <laughs> you know but I think a balance is always something that we all strive for. There's a balance you don't want to go too far in one direction or the next. It also depends on the person, so it's yeah. like you understand your kid, and I think you can look at it even just understanding a person like a basketball team where. You know, really good leaders, really good coaches know how to press one player, but they're not going to use the same technique to the other player. Excellent. So, like, this yeah. person probably want, needs more yeah. of an aggressive, like, because they can handle it. Yeah. That's what works yeah. rather than the other one where it's more arm around the shoulder talk. Right. Yeah. So, that's, I know that's um, an excellent point. The Phoenix Suns. And uh, that was a back and forth at the, the end the end of the when they got eliminated with DeAndre Alton Alton I think I pronounced it Aiden. Aiden 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 yeah. where I didn't know this I wasn't following it until I saw some articles and some news stories that they basically had to pep talk him all the time like every beginning every game they got, was like come on come on man you gotta help us out yeah like, yeah and to a point where they get they their butt kicked and the coach is like yo. You're quitting on us. And then, and then all of a sudden he wants to fight the coach or argue with the coach and it's like, how a man that big and gifted athletically need to be pep-talked? So if, apparently if you're too aggressive to him, he ain't gonna like that. So like, how do you put how you push him to be the best thing he could possibly be? Yeah, and now He wants a max contract. I and mean, then they're sitting there like, I don't know no, if gonna he, pay he you he, that.
1: He ain't max contract. No. But no. that
0: man is yeah. af- athletic. He's been gifted blessed to do and in everything he just he's so finesse. there's no power anger there's no joel and Like I'm going, yeah. you, oh, uh, is, I'm going to run over you shack type so of stuff or Ghana's, i'm going to run over you so get out the way
1: he, yeah, he ain't got that he ain't got he ain't that, got but, that right know, so like how there's
0: would there's, you you know get him to do it like
1: yeah i don't know because you know i i think and that goes to i think you're talking we're talking about like knowing your audience and knowing how to manage people and lead people and coach people and father or mother people. And kids are different. You know, you know, I think about like when I was managing restaurants, you got to talk to this host, this way, this host, you got to relate this way. Cause they're, you know, they're different.
0: They're all different,
1: different. Yeah. We're all different. We all want different things. And like, you know, like we hear things and perceive things differently. We have different values. We have different things that are important to us. But like with a basketball player like that, who knows? Like he could have had moments in his life when he was younger that somebody told him one thing and he took it another way. And that's where he is, because he's just as big as Giannis. He's probably taller, but right. he, he doesn't have that mindset when he's on the court. Right. And for me, it's like it's about like being when you're growing up, you got to have somebody that's present. That knows you that knows what kind of direction to give you. Right. Whether right. it's a coach, whether it's your dad, they have to they have to get to really know you like one of my best bosses always told me Pedro you got to get them here in the heart before you get them up here you got to get that's how you know that And most people that will work right you can't just say i'm the manager you got to do it you got to understand like what they value you know so maybe the coach doesn't understand how to you know and it's sports is tough because you're in the moment it's tense you're losing you know when you're losing nobody can tell you nothing as a professional athlete i'm sure i'm not one but like you're you're getting your butt kicked like you're you're mad and somebody's saying this like you know
0: yeah i think he's i mean there's it's rumored that monty williams said you're quitting on us yeah he's quitting and yeah. that got him all round up but what happened if he doesn't care as much about basketball as someone you know what i mean he can some people don't some people don't like people don't. one of those guys like hey you're tall go play basketball that, but well, he, he doesn't he, love it
1: he, he might not there's been a lot of players and people that are like that. There's been hip hop guys that make albums and they stop doing it. Yeah. They're even success. They're like, I ain't got the passion anymore. I don't want to do this. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not passionate about it enough. I think we see yeah. it in a lot of lines of work, uh, especially in entertainment, because it's like, you know, you, you, are always trying to do something for somebody else. You know, somebody always yeah. has an opinion of you. It's like, well, I just want to do what I want to do. Right. Yeah. Just because I'm seven, you know, Kyrie's got a little bit of that. He's always getting at the media. Like, Hey, I'm just a professional. I'm a basketball player. And we don't, I don't like either.
0: that. As a as a fan that's right. passionate, that care pro- probably too much about this. Yeah, we don't want that. We want you to cry. We want you to be like the New Orleans uh, Pelicans coach. We we want Willie Green where he gets <laughs> he's crying. And I'll tell you, man, when I watched that, I choked up too, man. I don't even, I don't even care about the Pelicans, but when he lost, that's what, like damn, he cares so much.
1: Yeah,
0: he cares so much. Yeah, it's like damn, yeah, I want a coach like that. You know yeah. I mean, I want to want a team that the coach cares that much, even though maybe you can say well, there's a lot of other things to be more upset about. But you, you you I think that's what people want. People want passion, they want you to care a lot. So they do,
1: but but you just said it. You just said it. You want somebody like that, right? I want somebody a little more like Steve Kerr, uh, somebody like maybe uh Frank
0: Popovich, so.
1: Jackson.
0: Yeah, more um, you know zen-wise. somebody that's
1: like a little more calm, you know. Yeah, I want a calm coach in the moments, like like a great Popovich. He does too much for me. Like he's too wild, you know. Like he's a great coach, but he's like, eh. like a Bill Belichick, you know. Like a cal- I want a calm dude because yeah. sometimes they're too passionate. Too passions, you can get too. You you can go
0: too many. You're directions. right. You're right. Call kind of like a kind of. Like- too much college basketball. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's a, like They football. need, they need. I guess, to get the kids going. You got to be.
1: You got to be. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. Yeah. So, like, with college basketball, you got, like, the Tom Izzo's and Mike Krzyzewski's are always just, like, yelling a lot. I like the Jay Wright from Villanova. He's a he's a chill. He knows what his team needs to do. He's got them prepared. He doesn't have to do a whole lot in the game. Like, when I play basketball, like, I always like my coaches to be a little more chill and, like, trust us, you yeah. know? Um, but but you know you you want somebody that's more passionate because that might get you going. So and it's it's the same. Well, like the college, last you know.
0: the last good coach the Knicks ever had. And yes, I'm in uh, New York City, Brooklyn. Oh, the Knicks!
1: And oh, the Knicks! That had Jeff a
0: good year Van last year. Gundy, I like Jeff Van and that dude. He was passionate. Though. He was yeah. passionate to a fault. Yeah. He almost got his head kicked and breaking yeah. up fights <laughs> to the Knicks. When basketball <laughs> used to be about the physical stuff, but now it's a yeah, whole yeah, different yeah. thing. No, remember um, when
1: he? Remember, I know we're going off subject, but we got to talk about this. You remember when he? I think he wrapped his like legs around Alonzo morning.
0: Yeah, so Larry was, Johnson, <laughs> <laughs> Larry Johnson, and, and Zoe was about we Who about to get it. This who is you got in people, we, hold
1: on, who you got Larry Johnson or Zoe in that F.I.? fight.
0: Oh, you know what? If there was if that was Larry back in the Hornets, he would he would have took care of Zoe. But that was back, you know, like. Larry had back issues. He he wasn't high jumper like that. So I think Zoe, if he had like good, you know, the jab, he got a good arm, he got the reach on get him.
1: Bigger, but I, I'm going with grandma. Mom. I'm taking Larry Johnson. I mean he was an athletic
0: freak back in the
1: he, he was he was a hot, he was a boss, man.
0: Full well, yeah, full like a damn running back just dunking on people's faces. But yeah, right. I remember that fight. I remember, oh them in the Miami Heat would just fight all the time. I mean, oh, yeah. it was one another yeah. fight where they uh, Charlie Ward. I don't know if you remember Charlie yeah, point, Ward. He was
1: a point guard. Yeah, yeah. To, uh, uh, I forgot. Yeah. P.J.
0: Brown picked him up and like I don't know if he tried to <laughs> uh pile driver or something, but he picked him and kind of dropped him and they was about to fight. it. Yeah, I missed those uh nineties uh NBA. You know, the
1: nineties Knicks. I mean, I'm sorry, yeah. but my Bulls, my Bulls, you guys couldn't get past
0: the Bulls. You couldn't get past them. Yeah, I, I I did not like the Bulls. I mean, tired I- of those tired of win, but uh, you knew. They're better, yeah. No, (laughs) can't be. Jordan denied a lot of uh, a lot of people people. championships, so it's not. It's not. Hey, now you appreciate. Like I gotta appreciate Jordan. Watching that documentary is.
1: You know, all oh, I man. all I, all I ever think about sometimes is just seeing Patrick Ewan sweating on that foul line. <laughs> that I mean, that was I was a, listen. I'm not a Knicks fan, but I like me some Patrick Ewan. I just
0: always like Patrick. Oh yeah, man, from he Jamaica, beast, man. Like, I love his sneakers. I, I, oh man. I the wore them oh, a, yeah. a couple of years ago. I didn't get enough. I love how the sneakers look. I I I just like those. Was I'm he like, He was Reebok, I, right?
1: Or was he Reebok or Con- I can't remember. Converse I think it was Converse. Was it Converse? Maybe.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think he. Yeah. I think he still got. I think he still owns his stuff, and I think he can still buy. It. I love it. the colors. It's so nineties, and I, you know, yeah, the colorway. The, colorway get-
1: the Knicks colorway was. I remember the red. Those Reebok pumps that had the orange pump on the tongue, and the, you know it, dude. Those are. I mean, I would wear those now. I wouldn't yeah, buy them, definitely. but I'd wear them. I'd definitely definitely. Those. I definitely
0: sneakers. For some pump reason, pump are able to still translate. I mean, there's still people buying Jordans. Oh, yeah. they are older than they are times through, like 30, 30 year old designs, but still sell well. I think that. Just and you died.
1: know what? I, I, I've owned a couple pair of Jordans in my life, but I think some of the Jordans are the ugliest shoes I've ever seen in my life. Some what? of the Jordans, some oh, of them, some, yeah, some the new, the newer kind of Jordans look so bad to me. Like I like the OG, you yeah. know, but like some of the new stuff looks really.
0: Because ugly. we're old now. See, yeah. oh God, I don't want that new stuff to kid town. <laughs>
1: I don't want
0: that. I don't want that. that. All right. Uh, Before we end this, I want to talk about one more song, Um, "Auntie Diaries." Yeah, that one is another deep one. And and, you know, after this, you could probably check out the social media stuff. They're just a little bit too sensitive to the fact that he used the um the f word. Yeah, too often. But I'm like, is the guy's expressing himself? This is a confessional. He's telling us how he got to this point where he understood that he has to accept his family members for who they are.
1: I I look at it as a positive. I don't look at it as a negative. So people, I think we hear a word sometimes and we're like automatically become offensive. We're offended without listening to everything else that was said. Yeah. You know, and, and how, you know, he, he's, he's, I think he's, it's like a love song for his aunt in some ways. Like, you know, he's paying her homage for being, Herself, right? Yeah. And like I, I don't understand why people would be offended by
0: that. But I I think that's where we are, where I think we the social media gets to a point where they post something, you get an emotional reaction to it, yeah. even though you really didn't take a step back to get the whole context of the situation. But yeah, he, he, again, he's saying it was back in the day when we used that word. It was you know comic relief. It was it was supposed to be something funny. Yeah. Was it intended to be painful or hurtful? No, it's kids. And we all grow up, kids can be really cruel. Sometimes it's not, you know, kids don't necessarily have the mental capacity to kind of think of every, everything about what would happen when they say certain things, the results of every action. That's why it's important to have a family, mother and father, to let them know, hey, when you say this, this is how you make people feel. A lot of times you're in school screaming all types of stupid things. So, He's telling you that that's what I did. I, I grew up and and used that word. But I realized that word he shouldn't use anymore. I'm yeah. sure the last time he probably ever said that word was in the booth making this song. Yeah. I, he's I, I guarantee that he's probably not using that word on his... I own mean, I, listen,
1: I've used that word plenty of times when I was younger. Because it's like a way to like, you know, within certain communities, it's a way to like say a guy that he's soft or something like we've done it. Like, you know, hip hop has been in, you know, rappers have said it like, but now we understand like, okay there's, you know, it's not okay to use it. You know, like, you know, it's tough, man, because like you said, you mentioned comedy and this is entertainment and people use words for that kind of, you know, to to express something. But it's tough. I don't know. I, I know I've definitely used that word before, even without knowing how hurtful it could be to a, a community of people, right? Yeah. But now, once you know it can be hurtful, you just don't you don't use it because you understand there's other words to use. That it can actually make more sense within a, a dialogue, you know?
0: But Yeah. He said I, I said those F-bombs. I said them F-bombs. I ain't know any better. I didn't know any better. Yeah. Yeah. That's what exactly. they like. I, I remember saying the word a lot in junior high school, like 12, yeah. 13 years old. Me too. Don't know any better. But then... As you get older, your responsibility, especially to become an adult, is to know, at least, have an idea of what you say. And there's always a context to everything, and there's always a place yeah. for everything. Yeah, you know, you out your place of work. Yeah, you may not want to be throwing around all types of words, but when you yeah. with your friends, whatever, whatever, you know what I mean. But it's always yeah. the context is always the most important part. And I thought yeah. it was a really powerful song. I enjoyed the song. Yeah, some people are sensitive about it, but they're, they're missing the meaning. If they spend too much about the words, the word that he is saying in the song.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, he ends the song interesting because he talks about bringing a white girl on stage, and he's saying he could we could say the f word together, but then only if you let me say the n word,
0: right? So he, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. He
1: ends it in a very like, ooh, that was
0: tough. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it, it reminds me of a David Chappelle joke yes. uh, about the baby. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah, maybe kill somebody, but seems like you know, what I mean, like he, he's throwing something a uh, provocative, uh, yeah. provocative statement there, and yes. it's up to us to see, like you know, does that make sense to you guys? Yes. Not, you know, yes. I thought that was pretty cool too.
1: I, I think, I think it is because some, it's, I think a lot of times people are too afraid to have just a conversation about something, and I think what what I really enjoy about people like Kendrick Lamar, David Chappelle. They're going to start a conversation. Let's talk about yeah. it. Let's not hide from the issues. Let's talk about it. We probably have more that we can relate to than we even can imagine. But we got to talk. Don't, don't shut the door. You know, like, let's talk. Like, maybe we don't agree. and That's fine. But we can have a conversation. But if yeah. you don't even have the conversation, and you just assume things. That's when things go sideways. You know,
0: definitely. Definitely. Pedro, we are. Coming up on an hour. That was quick, and it felt like it took twenty minutes. Yeah, I know, right? But since I'm not sure exactly how long or what's the limit to this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> <on the laughs> well, I would want to. Uh, we're gonna want to end it by ranking the albums. Okay. That he has so it's section eighty. It's uh the Pimp ball Slide. Damn good, uh good city, or uh, mad city. Good kid and Mister Morale. What is your rankings? Um, so I
1: have, I have Mad City as one. Okay. Okay. Um, I have this album is two. Oh, wow. Okay. I do. Yep. Okay. Um, I have Butterfly three and I have damn is four.
0: Four. Okay. And section 80, is that a mixtape or that's an album? I guess that's a, that's more of a. I don't,
1: you know what? I, I I don't, I don't, I think I've heard a few songs on that album, but I haven't heard the whole album
0: from. Okay. From front, so we're gonna, we're gonna, okay. So, we're gonna go. I want you to go check out section It's pretty good, like, okay. it's it's good. It, it may it said, actually it get it in, in... Section eight, section, section 80.
1: 80. Yeah, okay, got it. Oh, I see it right here. This is uh, 2011. Okay, yeah, I definitely heard, I've heard, I've so heard, I have so. definitely heard a few of these, but I haven't heard. I'm ranking it based on like the other albums I've heard from beginning to end multiple times. This is this album I did not.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna tell you my ranking. It's is gonna be, yeah. Kind of different. So I have to I have pimped butterfly one. One okay, interesting. (laughs) And uh I have Mad City two. Mm -hmm. Damn is three and four is Mr. Morale.
1: So you have Mr. Morale. So Mr. Morale for you, I feel like, was a little bit of a disappointment.
0: I would say None, I mean, I can't be disappointed because this, there's songs I'm going to be listening to throughout, ever, from that yeah. album.
1: What are you missing from it?
0: Well, I, I, you know what? Some some of the hits, some of those radio hits, some of the hits, some of the songs will play and just feel good and just kind of okay. go you know, like, it's, it's a great album to listen to and reflect but, you know, the rest of even damn even the other 3 which all this could be intersexually i have my own personal sure. i think the pimp butterfly just blew me away especially it's a strong in, album
1: That's a strong
0: album yeah like it is a little bit there's some elements of that into morale like he, he is yeah. again he's kind of confronted with certain things he is you know locked in a hotel room like he's he's
1: that's the best album cover that's the best album cover oh ever. yeah that,
0: brilliant huh. that's brilliant the best album, album cover out like of i, all I ever. i'm i'm I didn't even tell you this. I'm trying to go and uh, buy some rec- um, record album, like some vinyls. Yeah. Kind of go back and like you know, guess going back to the '90s type of thing. And I gotta purchase that one. Like I have oh, a man. good list. I'm gonna just be old school. I have my own little vinyl section. Nice. That one. is Elmatic. It's that album. Oh, no. it's. It's uh, um, what's the J Cole? I'm gonna get a bunch of like really the, the best one. Obviously, New York notorious BiG, Ready to Die, like all those iconic. Yes. album covers and get those vinyls but uh yeah to pimpa butterfly i probably can listen to that anytime yeah anytime and he had a lot of really really good powerful meaningful songs but you can still play them and they were you know a little lighter compared to Mr. Morale morale is the most deepest yeah. most um personal therapeutic album so it's right up there it's not it's not it's not an album I'm not going to stop listening to but yeah that is just my and right. I, I tend,
1: I tend to gravitate towards. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, when I'm, if I'm running or playing ball or working out, I want to listen to, you know, some DMX, or I want to listen to something like that, right? That's just or Jay Z or Biggie or whatever. But like, if I'm, I'm out in the, like, you know, uh, taking a stroll, you know, sipping some wine, drinking some, uh, listening to music. I'm out, if I'm doing some landscaping in the backyard. If I'm doing things like that, I want to think, I want to actually like to listen to things that are going to make me think a little bit. I don't know. It makes me focus. So that's why I'm, you know, Nas is my biggest. You mentioned your four. Nas is my number one hip hop artist of all time. I just, it's probably this nostalgic for me. My first album I ever bought was, it was written I bought a mm. blockbuster video. I saw <laughs> yeah. it. I was like, who's this kid? Who's this guy? I had heard the song with him and Lauren Hill. I think on like uh
0: like, you know, yeah, that was like his box of his big first was, big monster hits. That
1: was his big monster because, you know, his first album, Elmatic, was not radio. This was his first big song. First big, big album. Elmatic mm. is like, you know, the first one. But so I bought that album. And I listened to it. And back in the day, you know, you open up and it had all the lyrics. and the Yeah, notes I love that. It. So here I am. I think I'm 11. I'm looking at this. I'm like, this is all awesome. like this is great, and I'm relating it to the things I'm seeing when I go to Chicago, the mm-hmm. things I'm seeing in, in the neighborhoods. And I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life, and I'm 11 years old. I'm like, look, I'm just my mom's like banging on my, don't no, turn down the music. What are you listening <laughs> to? You know, ah, you know, and she's Puerto Rican. She's like, play something else. You know, oh, I'm <laughs> listening to this. So like Nas always has a you know, and he's a father of daughters, and he's you know, his 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 his, his He's been his career has been kind of all over because he's got yeah. some albums. he's got a couple albums that I think are really bad. Right. Like I think they're just like he made them and he wasn't really into it. And Uchi Wally Wally, Coochie Bang Bang. And Everyone, like, yeah,
0: that's the one. Yeah, you know, it's just, is like the one album. Everyone gives some shit for it, it.
1: He <laughs> made it. He made it to get money and I get it. But like, you know, but that's my guy. And he's very you know, he thinks about a lot of yeah. stuff.
0: And he aged like fine. He aged. Oh, the man. music is getting better. Like how are you getting better?
1: King's Disease One and Two. He did the album. He did the the the, the, the album that Kanye produced back what four or five years ago. Um, I like that
0: one too. I like I that one too.
1: Only seven yeah. songs, but I mean, some good ones.
0: He's, yeah. you
1: know, he's talking about political things. He's talking about the history of man. He's talking about a lot of stuff that I just really enjoy. So he's he's always my number one, but. So that's why I think I ranked this album where I have it, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of just things that are, make you think a little bit, you know, and yeah. I'm in a time of my life where I like that. When I was younger, I used to listen to a lot of the stuff that was just like, you know, straight just beats and like, you know, didn't care about the words as much. Right. Um, but I like I like the wordplay and I like to see how it's put together. I just I enjoy that now. And I think it's because yeah. I started my first hip hop album was that, you know, so I'm coming coming back to that
0: a little bit yeah nothing wrong with that and yeah. your, your taste changes throughout your yeah. as you get older you, you want more substance so you know again it doesn't matter what album you pick from this artist this guy's next level he's mastered the craft absolutely he's, he's mastered the craft like he's, he's, out he's here.
1: you know he's, <laughs> i mean i you know some people will say j cole's one right now some people would say it's kendrick some people might say it's I mean, Nas is still making music. You know, some people might say it's Kanye. Some people might say it's Drake. You know, you can't go wrong with if you have one this way and one at four, like, because there's some good, there's still some good music to be listened to out there. So
0: definitely, definitely. But on that note, we're going to end this here. And I don't know. I I think we discussed what we're going to do next week. Do you, uh, you want to announce that real quick?
1: Let's do it. So yes. next week to get a little teaser leading up, another teaser leading up to June 8th, okay, will be a uh, the Kanye West documentary on Netflix. It's three episodes. We're going to dig into that, watch that. Um, I'm a a, a, a lot of people, Kanye West pushes the needle. He's super controversial. Yeah. He's from Chicago. That's where I was born. I am a, I'll say it now. You can hold it against me if you want. I am a huge Kanye West fan, okay? Yeah. For different reasons than I am a huge Nas fan for many different reasons, but we're going to get into that next week. Really looking forward to doing
0: that. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic because I am a fan. I guess it'd be nice if one of us wasn't a fan and we can argue, (laughs) but that's not going to happen. And we're going to, it's going to be similar to this. We're going to kind of get a deep dive on what made him tick and what lessons we can learn. Like how, yeah. All right. Let's remove the, you know, the celebrity marriages and some of the other stuff that he's dealing with. Like, this man built himself when no one believed in him. Like, very few yeah. believed in him. No father in a home to, basically, now he's a billionaire. He's the richest member. black
1: man. He's the richest black man on the planet. Isn't he? I don't know. He's a Bill- billionaire. That's he's why I heard a, he's a billionaire. He's a, he's a, I'll tell you
0: that. He's, yeah. yeah. yeah he and, is um, he's probably going to go down as the greatest produce, rap producer ever cuz and i'm not, and i'm it's a wild statement wild statement the guy continues to make music that's his thing compared to like other guys i feel like you know dr dre he may, you know went to business kind of did the business route you know he did that and there's others but like i think this is a very bold statement he may go down as the greatest rap producer
1: so well, i I'll, you know, i that will be the one thing i'll think about that that'll be the one thing maybe we could be different upon next week
0: yeah, we could think. We could talk about it. We'll I'm, talk about I'm, I, yeah, I'm also, I like, like. I like what you're I'm saying. Like, I'm like, okay, he's yeah. probably gonna make beats for another. Tw- like, how is he? What is it, the part in his 40s? Yeah, he uh, he's got to be 45 or something. Probably or he something. may yeah. do. He may be making beats at 60. It would yeah. be weird, but I think he's yeah. still gonna produce music. So that's yeah. why I'm just guessing. I
1: right. like that. We'll talk. I like.
0: That. All right. I like that's this. a great. That's a way great ending. Now, usually we'll have yeah. some ending music, but. This is a teaser. We'll figure it out, right? Teaser. Thank you guys for checking out the teaser episode of the Pedro and Hannibal podcast. I'm Hannibal. This is Pedro. We out of here. Have a good time. You. Yeah. See you.